You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. How'd you go the rest of the packing? Done. Done? Done like the last night. But. It's fucking woodchoppers, bro. I might have to carry the boxes up the driveway. <laughs> looking like that. It's looking like that. I might be able to come and help you if we just want to pump it out. Actually, no, I won't be able to help you. Sorry. I wish I didn't say that and then have to take it back. <laughs> I can't help you. Um, it's all right. You, like, I think, to be fair, are we recording yet or no? Yeah, I think, to be fair, in terms of the things we need, like, physically, you probably need a bit more weights and I need to lose weight. So you here lifting heavy shit is probably good for you today. Wasn't good for my back yesterday. <laughs> That's because you were, like, bent over, though. My lower back's fucked. So's mine. But now you'll be able to lift from the legs. It's just a gentle reminder that I wouldn't be able to do any physical work. Like my physical work days, I think, have come and gone. Back's not up to it. No, my back's not up to it either. But I mean like... One day I pack and merch and I'm fucked. Yeah, but I reckon surely if you're like a lifer... Like I remember when I was doing my labouring days, which I seem to bring up with monotonous regularity, like I'm a fucking... You bring them up every podcast. Working class hero. But... When I was doing it, there were guys there who'd been labouring... Like, so I was obviously casual, so it was like... Oh, legend. You know, just fucking as your labour hire company, Labour Force, if you need labourers, shout out Labour Force. Guys doing that for eight years. Yeah, I know. I'm like, fuck, that's wild. Like, not even trying to get a fucking trade or anything. Just going, no, I'm just going to fucking labour. Mate, up at six, side at seven, home at 3.30. Doing, but like... Doing some we'll knock off at three thirty. Like doing some backbreaking shit, dude. You you look at the clock. You clock watch a lot all as day, well, all fucking day. And there are those rare days. Like I don't clock watch. I've, when was the last time you clock watched? I don't clock watch at all. I find it goes too quick. Yeah, now. the days go. The days go way too. The days quick. go way too quick. I clock now. watch to be like, fuck me. Is it four o'clock? Yeah, I've, I've done fu- nothing. I've run out of time to get the things that I need to do done. And I never get them done. Oh, yes, please. please. Nice, Matt. Thank you, Matthew. Uh, I'm just going to text him to him. Yeah, I want regular though, not large. Thanks. That's okay, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Now, the concern for me here though, Eddie, is that we haven't tested the oat milk. It's all right. It can't be as bad as your joint. I was drinking then. That's true. That's true. Um, Like that... They were pouring detergent in there. That was that was. They were fucked up. It was melted batteries. Yeah. In that fucking thing. Maybe you know what it might have been. It may have. It may have been that that establishment had a an equity share, shall we say, in almond milk or soy. Okay, and going like we don't want to get people into the oat milk game. Because they know how delicious and delectable it is, and they've yep. said to themselves. Okay, well, the orders are increasing. We need to we need to do something about this. Little bit of battery acid in there. Little bit of battery acid in there. Give you you know it might melt the esophagus. Who knows, Tom? Who knows? But anyway, the back is sore, punters and dribblers. Why? Well, because we were packing, packing like madmen yesterday. Yes, packing like it was our last. Well, like the last days. The of last Earth. days of Rome. Yes. I don't know. Is that a saying? It I is think now. It is. I think it is the saying. The last days of Rome. Packing like it was the last day of Rome. Now, two seconds. This podcast has started with a little bit of a, you know, 
look, it hasn't started with the power, the vim, vigor, and gusto that you used to. This is the Thursday podcast, though. Things are done a little differently here on a Thursday. We, um, we look. We spent a whole day packing, uh, bounced out trackies, shipping, sending, expressing. So they're all rocking up today, tomorrow, early next week. Uh, depending we, on where you live. Depending on where you live. In this great nation of ours. Yes. And obviously, if you live in other countries with which we've sold some there as well. But just in time for a 28 degree spring day. Well, I think it was, you know, poetic even. Yep. That the day that they will be arriving to some punters and dribblers. It's the hottest day since winter started. They're talking 28 <laughs> degrees. They're talking balmy. They're talking, you know, a beautiful, gorgeous day. I'm in War- shorts. Hot even. But I will say this. I think we've said it before and I'll say it again. The bounced out trackie is for any occasion. Correct. It breathes like a motherfucker. I think it's 100% cotton. It is 100% cotton. But it looks like velour. So riddle me that, brah. Yeah, it's magic. Riddle me that. Uh, yeah, it's called magic. It's called magic cloth. Magic uh, cloth that wasn't cheap. <laughs> it was expensive as fuck. Magic cloth. That we have sold to the punter and dribbler at, uh, you know, an incredible rate. Discounted even. Discounted even. Out of the goodness of our hearts, we're losing money (laughs) hand over fist. Fucking shipping was a nightmare. Listen. I I will say this though, Tom. I was talking to Tim the other night, uh, last night. Good man, Tim. Thanks to the Dumbrells. Yes. Obviously, uh, Eddie's in-laws to be for allowing us to house and just a a ridiculous amount of shit at at their house. Uh, from, from a merch standpoint. Thank you both. Nicola and Tim, very, very appreciate We salute you. Incredible. But he was saying, because of COVID, because of the situation that we live in, Tom, closed borders at our filling the fucking rest, that shipping lines to get into the country never been longer. So there is a backlog yeah, of dude. shit trying to get in there. Yes. So if we put it on the ship... We would have been fucked. You might have been getting them in December. Because the thing was, the initial plan was to ship because it's just uh, from a... Look, if we can peel back the uh, the curtain here, see how the sausage is made. Uh, shipping way cheaper than air freight, which I think probably makes sense. Takes a little longer, but had everything gone to plan the way that we planned things meticulously, <laughs> then they would have been here via ship and... Daddy's, would have saved us you know, significant money. Yeah, exactly. A couple more fucking, you know, margaritas for daddies. And you might be like, shut up, you two dickheads. Like, they were late. And we'd say, they were we late. acknowledge that. We acknowledge that they were late. We can't apologise for a pandemic. Though. We can't apologise for a pandemic. And we have parted with our own money to make sure that you were draped head to toe in 100% cotton velour <laughs> just, in, just in time for just summer. Just in time for summer. Because otherwise... You might have been getting them. You, you would have got Christmas. them in the new year. The way, <laughs> from what I'm hearing, <laughs> we've got connections in the ports. <laughs> we're saying, yeah, you can do shipping. It's cheaper, but you're gonna fucking. You'll never see them. <laughs> Are you happy with never seeing them? We're like, no, we're not. We need to get these fucking trackies out now. Put them in the sky, flying first class. That's what we yeah, did. We put them first class. They were in the nose, baby. They were. They were in the nose. <laughs> these trackies have been sipping fucking dom since <laughs> they left China. They still reek of dom. Yeah, they do. They stink of dom perion and whatever else first class people get. Caviar. They were, they were watching movies that haven't even been released yet. Yeah, dude. They had the time of their fucking life up there, those trackies. We're actually saying, funnily enough, Tom and I, and this is true. This is true. This is dumb. Tom was like, dude, do you reckon that these boxes are just so stoked to get out of China. And I mean, like, you know, if you're a box in China, just, I mean, if you're anyone in China, it seems like a little bit of an etch place to be. 
But particularly if you're a box. Particularly if you're a box. No one gives a fuck about the box. No one cares about boxes. I mean, are they an inanimate object without thoughts, feelings? You know, do they pass the mirror test? We haven't been able to prove it conclusively either way. But well, they don't communicate, so it's hard to it's tell. It's hard to know, right? They're quiet, they're quiet objects. But if you were to be able to speak to the box, would you be like, are you stoked to be fucking, you know, out of China and sitting on the east coast of Australia right now just with the sea breeze blowing in your hair? And I think that if those boxes could speak to us, Eddie, and this might give an insight into what Eddie and I speak about when we're packing fucking packages for eight hours... <laughs> I think the boxers would be like, dude, I, I'm so thrilled to be here. I've just got to send money back to my family in China. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, dude, well, if we can help you out in any way, let and, us know. And appreciate you putting us up first class because that was a nice way yeah, to arrive. Yeah, that was arrive. a nice touch. It was a really nice touch. Got to see the harbour on the way in. Yeah. You know what I mean? See all the sights, the sounds. As opposed to sitting on a fucking boat and sitting in a line outside of Newcastle or Sydney for... Eight months. 60 days, well, 70 days, 80 days, 90 days. 150 days. 150 days. 161 days. 365. Days. So many days. And that box, it didn't want that. No. So we've given the box a better life. You could say, in some ways, the boxes are like our children. <laughs> Eddie, i got a question. Do you reckon it's obvious to anyone listening that, that we haven't written down any talking topics for this week? <laughs> Um, I, I wouldn't have thought so. I, I think, I I think you've fucking given it away. <laughs> you fooled me. Did you, were you fooled, Dior? I was fooled. I thought this was a script that you were reading off word for word. Yeah, well, look, I mean, sometimes we give that fucking vibe, don't we? Because we're just fucking... Um, but shout out to... Shout out to waiting. everyone for waiting. Yeah. That's what we're saying in a roundabout way. Thank you Thank for waiting. You. They're coming. But... I um, I actually think considering he, like the delay, which is like I think it was probably it'll probably end up being like three weeks to a month late. Will it? Is it three, three weeks? I think it's three weeks. But like most people, pretty like well, everyone understanding. We didn't have anyone being like fuck you. It was just more like yeah, look, it is what it is. You just want to bounce out in your trackies. And listen, this is what I will say. There are many many a false dawn has been thrown up by spring where they're like oh summer's here and you're like no 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 no. We got cold days ahead of us. Don't worry. Just because there's a couple of fucking hot days you know it doesn't make it summer no it doesn't make it summer and there was a couple of innovative 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 punters and dribblers who pointed out and i think you know it's genius really whack the ac on getting your bounced out yeah if you've got a very if you've got climate controlled uh get it down to what i reckon 17 you go to as cold as you can get it yeah, 16, 17, in the trackies, on the couch, KFC in the mouth, boom, boom, boom. What about Thanks this? I think you get absolutely rat shit the night before, obviously, than with those air conditions, air conditioners now, the new, the new modern ones, Eddie, you can set a timer. Set that thing to, st to turn on at like 5, 6 in the morning. You don't wake up till like 10 or 11 hung as shit. By the time you wake up, you're in Antarctica, in yeah. the trackies. That's a good point. I would say this to people that live in Sydney as we enter into summer, and this is more of a public service announcement coming from a bloke who's lived and breathed hot summers in Sydney. Because mm. hot summers in Sydney can be fucking hot and they can be humid, particularly as we get into like February, generally speaking. So it starts to get February fucking is, sticky. February is actually probably the most disgraceful. It's a disgraceful hate. month. It's a disgraceful month. There's no sport. And There's no sport shit. on. It's hot as fuck. It's humid as fuck. It's shit. And everyone's getting back and to work. And holidays are over yeah. because January, everyone has the month off. And then you come back to February and it's like, fuck, what's my life become? So 
the way to prepare for it is that you know how you've your mates always been like you should get an aircon and you never do get the fucking aircon i'm gonna tell you how now i made the mistake of when i was living in an attic on berriga road I used to live in an attic, punters and dribblers. Yeah. It was a great view, but it was an attic nonetheless. Shout out to Gus. That was an attic. Shout that out to was, a, that was a full, you had a triangle window. If you got a triangle window, you live in an attic. Two triangle windows, like yeah. one at each end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're living in the chimney. I lived in an attic and obviously roof. ventilation up there, poor. Oh, no, ventilation wasn't poor. Um, air, 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 hot air flow. rises. Airflow. Airflow. So if you don't get a fucking nice breeze off the ocean, you're fucked. Now, I went, made the mistake of buying a fan. You know when you're like, oh, I should buy a fan. That Fans just, do nothing. They just displace the air, bro. Fans do fuck all. The only fans that are slightly um, useful are like ceiling fans. Even then, dude, on a hot day, it's the same fucking... It's the same, it's thing. The same phenomenon, which it's is just... It's like, just it's like fucking, stirring custard. We're just pushing... Stirring custard, okay. Or like, just like... No, I'm with you. I like that. I was just... The air's as thick as custard. It was a gross fucking uh, thing to think about. Yeah... The the unless you've got the fan like this far away from your face, like you'd need you'd need multiple really fast fans that like just cake your whole body. Doesn't matter, doesn't change anything. Well, that uh, to me that does a little bit, but again, that's not really a reasonable expectation for your life, right? That's not how it works. That's not how the world works. You what need sort air of, What sort of like? I mean, if you are sleeping naked with six fans pointed at you, like that's... Just get an aircon. Just get an aircon. Yeah. Like you need to make changes. Yeah. You need to make changes quickly. Now I'm telling you, I got mine from Kogan, right? Kogan, for some reason, loves slashing prices on air conditioners. <laughs> this is this not isn't sponsor- an ad. This isn't an ad. I've just got to tell the punter and the dribbler the truth. <laughs> as I, as I do every show. As I do every show, Tom. Yeah. They, they slash prices. prices on ACs. Now, do your research. Look for one that's relatively quiet. You can read in the comments and the reviews and shit. And you, you get the more BCUs, the better. What's BCU? I don't know. What's a BCU, Dave? BCU. BCU for air conditioning. See, we got one. And we were living in Bondi and we were at the top level of the apartment and it was hotter inside than outside. Yes. Often. Like, no joke, it'd be 40 degrees inside and 38, uh, 35, 36, 37 outside. Like, it was fucked. Wait, BCU or BTU? BTU. BTU, yeah, British Thermal Unit, uh, which is a form of measurement that measures energy. So one BTU refers to the amount of energy that's required to, re- to increase the temperature of a pound of water by one degree Fahrenheit, if that makes sense. So the more BTUs, the better. <laughs> the Just more, know that. Yeah, the more BTUs, the more energy it has to warm shit up. Or cool? Or cool. cool, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. We didn't get one like that. We got a good one, but we got one where I had to basically get this big fucking hose that like snaked out to the window. That's what aircons are. All of them are like that. <laughs> oh, so you had that as well though? Yeah, but, but it was, was hidden it? behind my TV. So yeah, right. Set. But was it that big? Is it a big it's like one? It's this big. Oh, okay. No, that's just, oh, mine was like. They're big, dude. Yeah, huge. Because they pump the hot air out. They hot pump the hot air out. Yes. Just get it. They're not that fucking expensive. Like, they're expensive. A couple of hundred bucks. 300. Well, ours was 800, I think. But you can get them. Again, Kogan slash prices, we know this. Kogan like, slash price. You can get well, You can pick one up for 350, 400 pounds. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. 350, 300, 400. Kogan. I don't know. I don't have any aircon in my house, and my friends give me shit about it. You, why not, Dave? You seem like a well-to-do young boy. It's weird. Like, we just never really had it. And we renovated our house maybe about 10 years ago. And 
Yeah, I don't know. My parents uh, just my old man we, we got would, fans in all the rooms. My old man would die if he didn't have air conditioning. <laughs> he cannot handle the heat at all. Like he, he's like, dude, I'm a winter guy. Fuck summer. I need aircon. Mm. He uses aircon in winter. Like he <laughs> would melt. He has to have aircon. He has to have the, every room he enters chilled, basically, because he's just like, I can't. He sweats at the drop of a hat. He just loves it. Loves aircon. I got a couple of mates like that. I don't even know if it's that he loves aircon. It's that he hates heat. But I think you can, over time, develop an, a love for well, aircon. You I know what I mean? That's like, you know, he once upon a time may have pushed the boundaries a little bit more with what he was prepared to cope with. Yes. Now. But as his as tastes have refined. Yes. Well, he's become used to it. Yes. He's become used to the aircon. I think he loves aircon. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> you know, Fujitsu, please, don't, don't think that this is an anti-aircon rant. I think he likes aircon, but I think he hates heat more than he loves aircon. The aircon, obviously, the antidote to heat. Punters and Dribblers, today's episode brought to you by Good Day, the fastest selling multivitamin of all time. Do I have data to back that up? No, I don't. That's a vibe based thing. Big shout out to the, the dribblers that are already uh, on it. It's, it's changing lives. I think 207 reviews, five star, all of them at begoodhealth.com.au. If you need uh, to hear it straight from the dribbler's mouth, go and read them because it's been described multiple times as life-changing. As we explained last week, we are currently uh, taking pre-orders only as we are out of stock because it's sold way quicker than anyone could have possibly expected, which we fucking love you all for. We are taking pre-orders. It'll be back in stock later this month, and if you are a subscriber, you will be getting the goods you have not been forgotten about. Begoodhealth.com.au, code dribbler for 20% off. We love you. Punters and Dribblers podcast is always brought to you by the betting platform of choice over here, and that is Neds. Neds, baby. Neds. That's it. Number one in Australia, in our opinion, nay the world, nay the universe, nay the multiverse. Now, if you want to follow Tom and I and our mate Guru and our mate Sebo, I mean, I think Tobler's on there, but who cares about that? The profiles tab, Ed, it's uh, an innovation by Neds where you can go and you can see what people are betting on. It is essentially accountability in app form. Well, it's accountability personified. Correct. Uh, there's also obviously the About Even group in there where everyone's sharing their own bets, giving each other shit having a laugh, having a chuckle, having a Paul Rahihi. That's a rugby league reference that some may not get. But no, I liked it. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Buy a six-pack of Big Day Rosé at hellosport.shop. What are we doing month of May? Because we are working our way through the remainder of the, uh, the most recent vintage. Got a couple left that we want to get rid of before we then turn all of our attention to the end of the year. Just feeling generous, Tom. We're feeling generous, and it's, a t- it's, it's sale time. We just thought, fuck it. If you buy a case and you use the code MANLY, you get 50 bucks off the case. There if you, you buy go. two cases, you get 100 bucks off. Yep. You get what I'm trying to say? Go to hellosport.shop, bang, rosé on there, code MANLY, 50 bucks off a case. Pretty fucking generous if you ask me. We love the punter and we love the dribbler and we're just like, 
let's get this vintage out there to the people that yeah. want it most. Let's get it in the gullets of the nation. That's right. Gull it up. There's a really weird story and pretty cooks going around about Shepherd, the band. Ooh, is this the ones that say, hey, Geronimo? Yeah, yeah, So I hate them. Sorry. I hate them as well. And you'll they find... They play every grand final and yeah. that song sucks. You'll find more reason to hate them after this. So have you ever wondered why they released a song in 2014, which was like pretty successful but annoying? Hey, and then, Geronimo. Like, what are we now? <laughs> Six years later, they played the AFL grand final last year and they played like a state of origin last year. Yeah. But they yeah. haven't had a song that's nearly as big since then. Yeah. So... I was alerted to this by the investigative journalists down at the Meeting Tree podcast with Joyride and Raf. Are they doing that again? Yeah, so they just released an episode like last night about this. Bro, they that podcast is fucking funny. And They're then so funny. They just stopped doing it. Yeah. They just stopped doing it. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? Just keep doing the fucking podcast. Okay. Anyway, carry on. Um, so it kind of all got revealed, I guess, because... The father, so Shepard, the band, consists of like three siblings in the band yeah. with the last name Shepard. Their father, Greg Shepard, has just been arrested for the third time this year in Papua New Guinea over like massive financial crimes, like $100 million, like money laundered, fraud. Um, police on Wednesday described the allegations, if proven, as the single biggest fraud that has ever in been investigated by police in the history of the Royal Papua New Guinean Constabulary. So pretty cool stuff. Um, and there's also a, um, there's like a, a transcript of uh, Greg Shepard, their father, talking with a private investigator. And he's saying stuff like, um, he says basically, the guy says, oh, I noticed you have a gold record in your office. And he goes, uh, it's not gold, actually, it's platinum. And he asks about it. He said, no, they're my, my children are in a band. And the guy goes, are you also in a band or are you just a proud parent? And he goes, I own it, right? I set it up as a family business and I control it through a Singapore company called Empire of Song Chinese. Uh, he goes, I play a very important instrument in the whole thing. It's called the negotiable instrument. I sign all the checks. Um, so this guy, Greg Shepard, has been the director of over like 50 companies, including Wilson um, of most expensive parking lot in the nation fame and also runs <laughs> the detention centers. Yep. Thank you. Um, oh, detention centers as well. Yeah, on Manus Island and Nauru. Oh, right. So we do parking and we also fucking. He's lock a director up the of Wilson. He, I think he has been. I'm not sure if he is anymore. It says he's been the director of over 50 companies or something. This is a it. fucking yarn. Yeah, this is a, okay. Here we go. So, record show he's been the director of more than 50 companies since the late 80s. Uh, re until recently, he was a director of Wilson Protective Services. Um, and basically, the transcript with the private investigator goes on, and he's talking about what they have to do to bribe people in Papua New Guinea, like elected officials, to get land there to sell land. I imagine it's easier than here. Yeah, from what I heard on the podcast, apparently, like Papua New Guinea is just awash with like dirty Australian money. Um, that would surprise me. It, it seems like Papua New Guinea would be a place that it's like. Is it third world? I think so. Corruption is rife in the third world. Mm. And if you're a dodgy Australian going over there, it's like, I'm sure that's where you fucking, you know, you can get dirty shit done. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> carry on. Yeah, so nation. the private investigator goes, the cost of business here is leaving aside all the bribery and that's just actual resources of hotels, transport, phones, terrible internet, all those things. But I still think, and then he gets cut off and Greg Shepard goes, but the rewards are huge. Everything is an elephant here. There's no pygmies. Isn't it wonderful? Why do you think I'm here for my health? And basically, 
what they were saying is that because he's got so much money and influence in big businesses and even the government, basically whenever they need a musical act to play any big event, they're like, oh, who do we get? Oh, let's just get Greg's kids. They're safe. You know, they're easy. They're not offensive or anything like that. Greg's kids. So hang on, let's fucking backtrack. Yeah, there was on... a lot there. And so I Greg, has Greg been arrested? Greg has been arrested for the third time this year. He was arrested in January and June. And he keeps getting arrested in Papua New Guinea. Yeah. Uh, so and he gets arrested because he's being a, being a, being a little piglet. Yeah, it says <laughs> the first line is, uh, Australian lawyer has been arrested for the third time in Papua New Guinea over the alleged misappropriation of $104 million from a trust fund linked to the controversial OK Teddy mine, <coughs> alongside three others. How the f- so he's a mover and shaker. I'd like to know more about this Greg yeah, Shepherd. Yeah, how do you how does one go over to somewhere like Papua New Guinea right? And just start fucking and taking start ripping and tearing. Start well, fucking from, start whining and dining. From what it seems like, yeah, yeah. And so a bit of sixty nine. <laughs> in nineteen seventy five, um, basically before that, I think Australia had administrated Papua New Guinea and it had been under the administration of a few other nations. And then they kind of pulled out, said, you guys govern yourselves, go for it. But I assume just like when there's the breakup of any other country, all the natural resources and all the money is like, oh, who's going to get this? My mate here, my other mate here, and this mate that. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. But I still, I find it interesting that people get to these positions where you start bribing government officials and shit like how is that done how is that bro you've got to just have some stones on you right but is it a look is it a nod well, okay what about this, when you think Do this you way? Speak in what life? about when you think of this way when you go to obviously now you and i are happily married and engaged but when we were out there ripping and tearing on the savannah you know what i mean mm. just like you know oh, there's a there's a there's a knowing look. when you when you end up hooking up with it with a gal or a guy depending on your uh proclivity you don't go, can I kiss you now? There's something, there's like fucking unspoken bodily cues and you see what's going on and, you know, you get a little closer and before you know it. But that's primal and that's instinct. Maybe you, being a piglet's you, primal <laughs> to some people though. Like maybe it is because like it, you don't have, like we don't have that in us. So it's foreign to us. It's foreign but to us. speaking piglet is primal to speaking some. Speaking fluent piglet would come very easily to some people, I think. And, you know, when you're in there in a room, it's like, well, we've both gotten to a point where we've either encountered a piglet or two in our time. Like if you're in that room or well, I think we, are, we are all piglets. Maybe yeah. there's just a, a, an assumption that everyone in that fucking space is a piglet. Yeah. All eating from the same trough. Yeah. Maybe. He's, he says here to the private investigator uh, when talking about the bribes. He goes, um, you have to make sure that it's not going to be attacked as money laundering. He goes, look, if you were to pay seven figures to anybody, the world would fall in on top of you. The small dribs and drabs are the only way to go. I'm approaching it from a lawyer's point of view. I don't want to advise you to do anything illegal. It would have to be something that didn't raise suspicions, something that was ostensibly commercial. The days of banging a million bucks into his secret numbered account in Singapore is over. Greg said this? Greg said this, yeah. Greg was saying this to whom? To a private investigator that I think he thought was just some dude who was just trying to get a start and into the same industry or something. I don't know. Oh, so Greg will will 
share. He'll share and care with anyone. Yep. A bloke looking to get a start as a piglet, <laughs> he's fucking taking him under his under just, his wing and just going, yeah. Let me tell you, company secrets here. Fucking, you can't be fucking bribing people with millions of dollars. Piglets don't. Piglets are smart these days. Yeah, yeah. Piglets, Pig- are, well, the, the feds are too smart. Piglets have wised up. Yeah, wised up. You got to. As the feds get smarter, so too does the piglet. Yes. And so you got to do it in dribs and drabs. That is hilarious. See, has, I, has Greg, Greg's probably got too big for his boots. Well, it seems, I mean, you know what, like the, I don't know what the exact term is, but the hens always come home to roost, Eddie. They do. Know? So if you're fucking ripping and tearing, at some point, you know, you're going to get caught. We're, we're on the podcast, though, the meeting tree one. Mm-hmm. How were they speaking about Shepherd the Band? Because obviously I think everyone hates Shepherd the Band. <laughs> but I kind of feel sorry for the firstly, if your old if your old man is basically paying for you to get into everything, the fact you had a number one hit is actually pretty impressive. Because that song, whilst it's poison, is a hit. I get how fucking people like it, even though I hate it. And I hate the fucking term Geronimo now, which I believe is a native Indian fucking term and Surprised they didn't get cancelled for it, even though they probably shouldn't have been cancelled for that either. All I'm saying is it's impressive to hit hit a number one when you actually don't even really need to if your old man's just fucking shortballing your fucking gigs. Or is it they got the number one, then the old man took over? I think think that was more what it was. No, I, I don't think so. I think he has kind of got them all the starts that they have. Okay. In terms of like, oh, you but want so to explain here. the hit? Do the do the do the do the do the does the shepherd the band know dad's a pig? Um, what? Well, they uh, the, all the siblings were born and grew up in Port Moresby, so there had to that have been something. Mean no, I know that, but there's yeah, it's hard to tell from their Wikipedia page because they've clearly edited the whole thing. Um, they have, yeah. Like, it's, oh, right. <laughs> well, it says things like. Um, Geronimo was like the first single to stay for three weeks at the top of the charts since Guy Sebastian's single something, which was actually like a year and a half. Right, you that. can tell when someone's edited their own Wikipedia page yeah. as opposed to Wikipedia just putting information in because there is the minutiae of detail around things that no one gives a fuck about. But it's they, clear to see. They give like all the chart positions and how well the songs did like on their first album. And then when it talks about the albums they released since then, there's like no chart positions or like, no, this song reached this number or anything. No, well, there's no chart Have they released any that. albums recently? Yeah, since Geronimo, uh, they've released, I want to say one, two, and three, three albums. What since. are they called? Uh, Watching the Sky. Cool. Um... Uh, there's the newest one is Kaleidoscope Eyes, and then there's another one in between Phoenix. What did when did Geronimo come out? 2014. 2014. Did oh, it get on? Thought. Did it get on Hottest 100 or something? Surely not. Surely it wasn't uh, maybe Trinidad. not Hottest 100 because it's a bit mainstream. I know it is, but I was like, you know, sometimes mainstream shit will get on there and it yeah. sort of becomes way more mainstream after it's played like 400 million times. Mm-hmm. Like think about Gaultier, even though that is clearly like fucking a Triple won, J song. It? I think it won Hottest 100. Yeah, I think it did. But that also was like humongous in the US. Mm-hmm. It was. Humongous. And Gaultier then has just disappeared. Yes, they have. Good point. Gautier is gone, dude. Gautier, you know Gautier is actually a drummer. 
and he was like a drummer in some other band before he was got you. Really? Yeah. Well, he can and go where back. Is, it seems is, like he might have gone back to drumming by the look of it. <laughs> Has he gone back to the drumming? Uh, let's have a look. Shout out to drummers. Wally DeBacker. Gotcha that, is that's better. His name, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, that's interesting. That's very interesting. Greg Shepard. I'd like to read, I'd like to sit down with a piglet. 100%. Like and a just Wolf be, of Wall Street sort of piglet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and just go spin me yarns. But like, don't make them, like you can put a little bit of mayo on if you put want. Put some mayo but on. But don't, don't lie. Don't, don't buzz Rothfield. I just want to know, like, to be honest, like short, like even with the, if you were talking to like the Wolf of Wall Street, like I get Jordan that Bell you Ford. fucked, yeah, I get you fucked heaps of like hookers and you did heaps of coke, but I actually want to know a bit more about like how you ripped people off. Like I want to know, like, I want to know the details of basically why you are the person you are, which is that you were a fucking massive piglet who just stole money from people. Like, I want to know what that process was like. Well, he, they hit the, yeah. They would basically just convince investors to buy stocks that were worthless. Or he'd have a position in them and then they'd pump up the price and then he'd sell it and yeah. the floor would fall out yeah. and they'd fucking and they'd just go. But what I mean is... Pump and dump. The pump and dump, I know, but I mean more, not necessarily even just about like the mechanics. Well... Obviously, the mechanics to help explain how it's done, but just like I guess also the mindset around knowingly just going fuck it, and just ripping millions off these people. I guess it's like they're just. Yeah, you can probably convince yourself of anything, right? Well, like, definitely. You know, these cunts are rich and they can uh, they can afford it. And but often they weren't rich. To believe it. Often they aren't rich. But that's I'm saying. In yeah, head, yeah, yeah. Right, you're you convincing know? yourself. I mean, right. look, I'm fucking putting words in Jordan's mouth. He apparently, I don't know how true this is. Dior will be Dioring as I as I speak. Apparently, he's now worth more than he ever was. Really? Because he's the... built up this sales like and motivational empire. Isn't it crazy, dude? Like, the world. Just how, like, he was... Some people are able to make comebacks off the back of heinous atrocities, whereas, like, some people... Because he never... fucking hoodwinks people. That's, like... That's but is he mate. still hoodwinking, you reckon? So well, he, he's, like, he's telling you how to hoodwink. It's sales. It's all sales. His sales is hoodwinking to a degree. It is to a degree, yeah. His current net worth is, it says, around $100 million. Fuck. Yeah. He was worth... And he was, wouldn't have been worth that when he was hoodwinking? Oh, I don't know. $100 million's a lot of money. $100 million is a lot of money. And he's probably... He's doing all these speaking tours and he's doing shit like that. And he's probably he, getting some like, money he made from money them. off that book? That then is turned into a movie. Like when that thing gets turned into, he must make money off that shit, right? Or is that like proceeds of crime? Oh, I, I mean, he, you'd think he would. If it, but I guess it's all down to like if he signed something with the dude who wrote the book. At no, first. I think he would have made some. Google money. it. Yeah, but it was more than anything. Even if he didn't make a shitload of money off the royalties for the movie, he knew as a as a swindler Hood how good up. it swindler as well. How good it would be for his profile. Oh, fuck yeah. It's been fucking... But it can and it can't, right? Like, it can go two ways. It depends how the movie is because the movie paints him in this really fun... Like, it's, the tone of that movie is this looks like a fucking hoot. Yes, until the end. So he, the end, a, he fucking what? They don't even you don't even really see the end. He just goes to jail. Oh, he loses his wife. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, the family goes goes out, and then it's like now he's he's already out of jail now, right? He was out of jail when the movie came out, wasn't he? Yeah, at the end of the movie, they've got him like talking in front of some crowd and telling his story. Yeah, yeah. Don't they? yeah. it's it's very colourfully done. It is, but it's like it's, but it doesn't make him out like that much of an asshole. No, because it's colourful. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. You it's know, fun. What I mean? Yeah. 
Whereas if you'd painted him out as like a fucking absolute piece of shit pig, you know, you know, if you had him being violent to his wife and fucking, you know, like you could paint it so much worse where it comes out and goes, people aren't going to want to have you on fucking a panel at a fucking... Yeah. At some but sort like of tour. underneath it all, underneath it all, I think people love or at least like piglets. Like well, in a, in they, a, in they a, like someone, there is something, there's they, like they're a, in a, On a certain level, they do... There's an allure to the hoodwink, I yeah, think. Is yeah. it like, oh, like these guys are... It's, not, it's almost like financial magicians where it's like, oh, you managed to make me believe something was true when actually something else... Obviously, if it was happening to you directly, it's not... Fun. Obviously, people fucking hate but it. Like when Obviously, you see, I get that. But people are interested and drawn to these piglets that fucking make shitloads of money and fuck all these women and hoodwink fucking do all these drugs and like rip people off like people are interested in that clearly because it's a fucking movie because it's a movie. movie played by leo and the book fucking was massive yeah. like the book was massive that's why they made it a movie yes yes like was the was the book fucking chock a block full of mayo almost certainly but it, that's not the point it says he sold the rights uh, he, sold, he sold the rights from the book to be made into a film for $1 million. There you go. But it also says in all these articles, um, obviously much. he's got a shitload of money to pay back for all the crimes. That was the other thing as well. Like, <laughs> he's supposed to pay back X amount of money. And so he's always like feigning poor. Right, so it's like he's got it all. He's just he knows how to move money, right? Yeah, so yeah, it's like, yeah, oh, no, I don't have any money. Like but I'm sold, flying private and I got these fucking dope yeah, watches. Yeah, yeah. And like, he sold the book for a $1 million, but like... What else? You know? That's interesting. I'm going to make money here, 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 here. Well, that's crazy. That was mm. a good, that's a good little story you got there, Dave. Yeah. Do you got anything else for us? Um, well, it kind of has to do with this story and I was going to mention it, but I actually have a cousin who might've done a few dodgy deals and basically had to flee his home because he got caught in the middle of a Ponzi scheme. Really? Yeah. A and it Ponzi? was like, it was front page of the papers and stuff. It was a bit of big news, so... How long ago? Um, or you don't want to fucking... No, nah, I don't care. I don't okay. I think so it's this was your now, cousin? Uh, so 2009. So I think he's my dad's first cousin. Right. Um, they grew up in South Africa together. Christopher Scase? Sorry. No. no. <laughs> um, so Barry Tannenbaum is his name. Tannenbaum? Yeah, Tannenbaum. Or Baum. I mean, I don't... I don't know. How, yeah. well, you're fucking Jewish. Tannenbaum. Tannen, I think Tannenbaum. I just think Royal Tannenbaum's the yeah. fucking movie. Um, anyway, so, um, in 2009, he was arrested, um, accused of setting up a Ponzi scheme. Uh, it says like that used by Bernie Madoff. Um, and he made $80 billion on this. Well, I don't know if he made, but that's how much it was worth. It says he's accused of offering 200% annual returns to investors in his pharmaceutical ingredient importation business and forging orders from big drug companies to back his claims. So... What I remember is that one morning, like my parents just came home and was like, oi, like your cousin Barry had to leave his home in St. Ives and is now like hiding in the Gold Coast. Did they find him? Yeah, I think they found him. And I don't know if he ever actually went to jail, but yeah, he... He didn't go to jail for a Ponzi? I don't know of because... that scale? Because it was um, in South Africa and I don't think they could extradite him to South Africa. Uh, okay. Mm. How about that Melissa Caddick? I was just thinking about this, you were saying it. Yeah. Is it not... Does it not raise a cursory eyebrow that that bitch's foot was found floating like fucking down the south coast? Of course it does. Like People when, think it was planted. That... I was, when it first came out and it was like, I was like, holy shit, that's crazy. And then I was, you were talking then and I'm thinking that I'm like, this chick is a professional hoodwinker. 
And now her fucking foot's found floating down the. Did side. they? But like, was their DNA analysis ran on the foot? No, yeah. there, there were there were lots of doubts over whether the foot was actually hers. I thought they um, said it fucking was her DNA. I think uh, it was in her shoe. Doesn't mean it was her foot. Well, there was so, a bit of foot in the shoe. So I'm. Um, it wasn't just a shoe. It was like foot in the, the shoe. shoe. Yeah, and they should cl- clearly they've tested the foot. Yes. Well, they'd be crazy not to. Crazy. Crazy not to test the foot. That'd be an oversight. <laughs> That'd be an oversight. The problem with these stories is you, 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 drip, fit, you drip fed information and never given enough of it no. to fucking work out what the fuck's going and on. And sometimes you and I are best place to work it out. And it's like, well, it's like, listen, I mean, look, we're not, we're not detectives per se, but, you know, we can interpret information if so you give it to us. It who says, the fuck knows who's going to crack the case? It says DNA from the foot match samples taken from a toothbrush, but experts are questioning whether the fact that they found the foot actually means she's dead because like one of the reasons they gave is it just wasn't like worn that much. There were no barnacles or it hadn't been like worn away by the ocean that much at all. So some experts are thinking she might've chopped it off herself to send them astray. Which is such a big commitment. Well, and one that I think, if, if you're prepared to cut your foot off, dude, fucking well, it, you, but it, run, it, run but free. But it does imply you need medical care. Like, you need, you can't just chop your foot off and then fucking go sit in the bush. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, you would but I mean, no, you'd have to plan, right? You'd have to plan. You could, mate, you could pay off a doctor to fucking give you some fucking foot care. Yeah, like in those dodgy mafia movies when they like go Do to a really? vet in some back Daddy, room. What doctors are you paying off? You can pay off fucking anyone. Old mate Wilson's got his fucking That's kids That's in Papua New Guinea. Well, they're playing, you the, you could call they're playing the NRL grand off. final. You reckon you could call them up and pay them? Like, just which, which doctor would you select to pay off? I think that these are things that hoodwinkers know or hoodwinkers look into. <laughs> Do you reckon there's like a hoodwinkers dictionary? If you're a hoodwinker... Hoodwinkers guide to the galaxy. Yeah, guide to, a, yeah, guide to the country. And there's like full of other hoodwinkers that you can call in a time yeah. of need. Is yeah, that yeah like a saying? social media sort of... You know, it's, like, it's like a fucking... A yellow page. A yellow page is for hoodwinkers. Do you need a doctor? Call this bloke. Yeah. Do you need a fucking... You know, a banker, call this you bloke. You need to disappear. Call this bloke. No, I mean... That look. just to me was fucking <laughs> ridiculous. On fucking cracking cases, solving crimes. Yeah. William Tyrrell. Do you remember William Tyrrell? Yes. The little boy in yeah, the Spider-Man Yeah, that was horrible. Outfit. That's fucking horrible. Ella said yesterday, and Dior will be looking this up, because he's... That's his job. Um, apparently, they may have cracked the case, which is interesting. Yeah, I saw because it's one that's done my fucking head in. I didn't realize that he was like. Uh, there's like more to his family where he, he was, was adopted. Like, he was adopted, and the people that he like his other family, like who he was adopted from, were like fucking weird. Like they were dodgy or something like that. Like he was. Eddie, has this like come about because of the other kid that they found, or just completely unrelated? Well, that's right. Because no, I don't think it's. I think it's unrelated. Okay. I think they're unrelated. That other kid, and again, I want to be careful about with the other kid, the, the autistic kid that went missing in rural New South Wales. He, some people are saying like, well, like he was found, which is obviously fantastic. He was missing for four nights in the bush, um, but then some people are like raising a few fucking eyebrows around just the story itself. I don't know if it's... And I think the story itself... Like, the police are still investigating, but, like, ultimately it's a good news story, right? Like, the kid goes missing, his family are fucking distraught, and then they find him. And there's some epic footage of when 
news comes in that he's been found and everyone's just like fucking so relieved. But like there's... Look into that one as well. But like I don't, you don't want to throw up conspiracy theories around it, but maybe just look into the general story around that kid that went missing. Well, there was security footage that went missing. Security footage that went missing. He was found fucking super close to the house. He was fine. Four days in the fucking bush. Um, well, you get, like he was drinking... Yeah. Four days, saying, is, yeah. Four surely, days is a long time. Surely medical experts would be able to look at someone who'd been in the bush for four days without food and be able to tell. There'd be signs. About, like, malnourishment and all that Don't sort of shit. Don't you think? Well, yeah. Like, I mean, you'd be like this... Like, four days without food's a long time. Yeah, but for, well, it is. But, I mean, I guess if you got water, you're okay. This kid was a non-verbal autistic kid. They were saying that he could have been, like, sleeping in wombat holes and shit. Again, who the fuck knows? It's not like it couldn't have happened. No, like, but I'm just saying, would there be signs... Oh, like back in, up the story. I think that the inference from the bull, from the conspiracy shit was like, well, you know what? I don't know what the inference was. I don't even want to get into it because, again, it's such a horrible thing that you'd want to be... Who knows? Who knows? But... It's interesting, though. It's interesting. But what that, did you find? Did you find anything about William Tour? Yeah, it's all pretty vague, obviously, because they're still investigating. But what it seems like they're all saying is that they've uncovered a new person of interest slash suspect that they had previously ruled out. And I think there's pretty good optimism about nailing this guy and uncovering some more facts It's crazy about it. with this sort of shit, right? Like, you think about the, like, Madeleine McCann one. Who they like, also, I think, have solved. They haven't solved that, bro. I think they sort of have. How? Have you heard about the guy? No. The German guy? No. There's been documentaries and shit about it. The German guy in this town at the same time, phone, like, beeps fucking right nearer. They've found, like, some fucking weird etch fucking like cave that he had all his shit buried in with dvds and photos of girls like little has he been arrested i think they're trying to build a case around he's in jail already he's in jail already right so like he's a very strong i completely understand from a parental standpoint that you would never ever fucking stop like it would be the most horrifying fucking thing in the world you couldn't sleep like i wouldn't be able to ever fucking sleep but it's crazy when you hear these things like Sometimes police, like, release shit like that uh, um, strategically to, like, try and get more information or to try and put pressure on someone they've been speaking to and, you know. But you just go, like, you've heard a lot. You, he- you I've heard a fuck like... And then you think about something like Dan- the Daniel Morecambe case where they did find the killer. But that's you, a great yarn. That's a, well, that's a fucking crazy, crazy story. I think... But yeah. I just mean, like, all, all I was saying there is, like, Sometimes you hear, you hear I've heard, you've even heard a fucking lot about, oh, the William Tyrrell case might be solved. And it never seems to be. But in saying that, the Daniel Morgan one was the same thing. And like, you, you just never know how close the cops are to these fucking sickos that they have to be fucking. Like, it'd be a crazy job being a cop on cases like this, just having to be. It'd be kind of scary as fuck, wouldn't it? Like having to be talking to these people, not knowing if the one you're talking to is the sicko or talking to people in prison who are sickos that you know. Scary in movies. It's terrifying in movies, right? Like when they're going out to like properties and shit to go. Like like, when in Mayor of East Town. Town, When they go and they realise that's the house. Yes, and the the, the drain starts shaking That was fucking intense. Yeah, yeah. Great show. Great show, Mayor of East Town. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you, bro. I'm I'm fucking with you. Fuck! I hope they sold that. That's that one's done my head in. That William Tyrrell one. Yeah. I'm like, it doesn't make sense. Like, on the back porch, he's fucking playing with his sister. 
60 seconds goes by, he's gone. He's gone. That's also, the house is nowhere near the road. No. That's the thing with those ones as and it's well. Like, and it's a cul-de-sac. And, no, and they were, weren't supposed to be there. They were supposed to get there the day afterwards. So they weren't supposed to be there. So, And they checked. They weren't followed from Sydney. So, like, it's opportuni- opportunistic as fuck, potentially. Potentially, where it's like, but ro- it's like, like a wrong place, wrong time. But, like, surely not. But a fucking cul-de-sac? At but like it was bush, though, right? But wasn't it, like, bushy? Yeah, but then, what, there's someone in the bush looking at a grandma's house? Like, what? Yeah, those are those ones where, like... Isn't it? Can you check the percentage, Dave, mm-hmm. uh, of the dribbliest podcast all time? Where, like, the percentage of like when people go missing or they get killed, it's like the it's usually someone they know. Like the it's in the in the absolute minority. Is it just random? Yes. Which is that's where when you're a cop, you're like, who the fuck? Who done it, bro? Like, yeah, looking at all their family, like. And then that, there was that plumber who fucking got his name dragged through the mud and shit. Like, yes, that yeah, poor but, bastard. but well, but he had some sort of past. Did he? I think he had a past. It was just that, like, he was he. I don't remember. His I think they found a fucking. They found like a Spider Man doll in his yeah, in yeah, toy yeah. in his car and shit. So, from what it says here, um, victims of robbery most times they don't know but victims of violence and murder is about 50 to 60 percent someone they knew when it comes to women it's up to like 65 70 percent so it's not well for women that's much more 70 it's pretty broad though but violence yeah, yeah like that but, could be yeah, yeah. murder is the one you sort of murder is the one you're looking at <laughs> sounds bad my hay fever bro just for everyone that i mean you're either hearing it i don't know if it's does it sound like my nose is as blocked as a nose could be? Or do I sound relatively normal? It sounds blocked. Because I'm trying to speak without it being blocked. It sounds blocked. But it is chockers. No, it sounds blocked. But what's interesting, and I don't know this about hay fever, right? There's nothing in there. It's just like something's just like a door's just been shut. Is what it feels like. There's nothing in there. Like when you got to blow your nose with hay fever, it's not like heaps of shit comes out. Sometimes it's just like, it's just... It's just blocked. Is there pollen in this room? No, but there's pollen in the air in general. Spring, right? So the second I... When I wake up in the morning, I'm good. And then the second I stand up, it starts. It's weird. I go to take a piss. And then it just like... It just starts. For how long does it last? As in like a day or just in general? How long will I be dealing with this shit? Some days are worse than others. And then... Usually it won't last the entirety of spring. It starts a bit before spring and then it will go through to like late spring. But sometimes you, you just realise one day like, oh, it's gone. So it'll last to when? You just, mate, if I knew when it fucking finished, I'd be like marking it on a calendar. This is interesting. So it says here, when you have hay fever, your immune system identifies a harmless airborne substance as harmful. So your immune system then produces antibodies to the harmless substance. And the next time you come in contact with the substance, they signal your immune system to release chemicals such as histamine into your bloodstream, which causes a reaction that leads to signs and symptoms of hay fever. 
So basically your body's like, oh, this thing's going to kill me. I better do something about it. But it's actually not. Could you take an antihistamine? That's exactly what I have every <laughs> I believe day. that's what okay. they make. Had you ever heard of antihistamines before? Yeah, I had. Okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> I had. I was like... But not, I didn't know they were used to fight hay fever. Yeah, dude, that's exactly what I have. I have one of them every morning. And it does nothing. No, it does. It's, but it's like the vaccine, right, where it's not going to... It just dulls the intensity of it. Do you, do you often wake up just like so blocked up and like eyes puffy and stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's also the problem as well. as well is you wake yeah. up, your mouth's fucking dry because you've been breathing through your mouth all night because your nose is blocked. But like antihistamines minimize the symptoms like your nose is runny, your eyes get itchy as fuck. Like on a bad day, itchy eyes, like it's ridiculous. But it's interesting to hear that, Dave, because obviously I knew it was autoimmune. I'm also a psoriasis sufferer, autoimmune. I had asthma as a young child, autoimmune. They're all sort of linked. Um, How many people get hay fever? Heaps Heaps of people get hay fever Yeah, I'm asking I want to know how many people get it As a percentage of like the population I certainly don't know that, Dave That's uh, that's one for you again His fucking little fingers are working hard today I think yeah. Thursdays are where his fingers get the biggest workout <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We don't know what the fuck we're talking about Lucky it's about. not too early in the morning I wouldn't be switched on no. It says uh, hay fever can affect up to one in five people At some point in their life That's not as many as I thought But that's still a That's more than I thought that's up to 20%. That's true. In the UK, it says one in four people. And they're weaker over there. So that's why. Mm. My immune system is They're just, more translucent. My immune system just seems to be like on edge. That's all it is. It's like, oh, what's that? <laughs> Not taking any risks. It's but like- In it's, so doing, you're fucking with me. So. It's paranoid. It's paranoid. You I are have, paranoid. I have a paranoid immune system. I'm not paranoid. My immune system is paranoid. Yes. Which is you. Now, firstly, before we get on to what we were- some more, some more shit from Dior, which I've appreciated today on a day where, you know, you and I just, sometimes you got too many things on your fucking proverbial Kmart plate to, you know, plan for the show that you've decided to do extra a week so we forget to come in with shit. But we appreciate your uh, stories, Dave. Neil So the Novocastrian of host of What's New in the Castle podcast fame and soon to be... Uh, what was the name of the podcast you were going to do them, Dave? Uh, bored to Death. Bored to Death. <laughs> um, he pointed out today that on the Today Show, and we're trying to find the fucking footage, but PVL did a cross with uh, the Today Show, I guess talking about the grand final in Brisbane, and prior to place on the desk was a Hello Sport baggy green. If that is true and that Nilso wasn't lying to us... Um, just good to know, even though we haven't spoken to PVL for a while, the place we hold in his heart. Well, look, we haven't, you know, communication's not where it was. Well, it's been a busy year for Pete, and we just went, let's take it back. It's been step. a busy year for all of us, Tom. Yep. It's been a busy year for all of Might us. Might even been more busy for us than Pete. Definitely. With the greatest respect to him. Respect to Pete. Respect to Pete. But it probably has been busier for us. How many shows he producing? Exactly. 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 His workload's not ours, and that's fine. Yeah, how, but many, how many fucking T-shirts he's... Oh, yeah, we'll, get, we'll talk about T-shirts. It boys me to know, Tom. It boys me to know that we're top of mind for Pete. Yeah, yeah. You know, he gets into the office, he's about to do an interview, and he's like, where's my baggy green? Yeah, let's just... Where's we, the baggy green? Imagine if he was wearing it. Fuck, I would have melted. But just the fact that it, the baggy green sits on the desk, prior to place, as a subtle nod. You know, like... I'm just trying to think about, you know, like when maybe I'm thinking wartime here, Eddie, mm. like when, you know, partners were sending off their partners to war. Do you know when you're going to see him again? 
here's a photo of me. Keep it close. Yes. Like, so, you know, this like a little thing. Keep it in your rucksack. Keep, yeah, rucksack. Yeah, rucksack. rucksack. Just keep it with you. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Wear this necklace with a photo of me in it. Yes. Whatever it and is. And it's a love heart. And it's, a, it's us in a love heart. Pete, you know, doesn't know when we're going to catch up again necessarily, but... He, you know, here's this thing from us to you, Pete. Just hold it close, and whenever you fucking, you know, hold it bit, near. Whenever hold you're it lonely deep. or stressed or whatever, just take a little look at it, grab it, kiss it, smell it, and know that like we're always with you. Hold it, hug it. We're hug always it. with you. We're always with you, Pete. You're always going to be a member of the eleven. Um, but it's just nice to know that we still mean the world to him. Yes, and he us. Now, if Nilso was lying to us. And that, you know, the, the bag of green wasn't on the desk. Then now I start asking, why not? Well, I don't think Neil so would lie to us. Neither do I, but I mean, if he was lying, why isn't the bag of green on the desk? Well, I think it was. That's well, my point. You're prepared to just go blindly into believing Neil so, which I think is probably the smart decision here. Well, I, cause you, but you're answering the question for me. If Pete doesn't have the bag of green on the table, what's more likely? Pete's got on the table or he doesn't? Okay, I'm hearing you now. I'm hearing you know? You. Yeah. It's unlikely that it's not on the table. Yeah. And it's been backed up that it was on the table by one Daniel Nielsen. So, using the powers of deduction, yeah. I'm comfortable with the fact it was on the table. Okay, cool. All right. Well, if someone could find us that footage, that would be greatly appreciated. Do they, Dave or Maddie? Put the full episode of the Today Show, which if you were to... Like, do they put that online somewhere, like on their website? Yeah, and if you're nine do, now, I yeah. follow that up with if you are the type of person who go, who can't watch the Today Show in the morning and goes back and watches the whole thing online, then you are the biggest dribbler on earth. How many people watch the Today Show after the Today Show? Like after it finishes, you mean? Yeah. yeah, like catch up. Oh, fuck. I want to go catch up. Oh, I missed up. the Today Show this morning. Like I you go, have got to be a fucking drip. I want to go see their live weather crosses to like, you know, some guy who's doing a stand-up paddleboard school in the entrance. But if it is online, that does indicate that people do watch it back. Or is it just more like a box tick where it's like, fuck it, let's put it online so we don't have to... Or is it more people like us... Who knows someone on the show? Want to go, go back and, and see PVL and see us and potentially? Who knows? I think it's probably online, and if it is, we'll be able to find it. Yeah. If also was telling the truth, which I think he was. Now, Dave, mm -hmm. back to you and your uh, list of interesting fucking stories that we could draw upon to spark some rigorous conversation. Yeah. So this is one you've sent through. Comes to us by Earthly mission and it says scientists resurrecting extinct frog could be the first step to jurassic park coming true right so, so how did they resurrect because i didn't read it yeah. i just thought this will blow my mind or at least it's either a wool pull of a headline like how do you resurrect an extinct frog yeah well it's not as exciting as the headline may seem so it because says where's the way a frog species gone extinct since 1983 has been brought back to life um scientists at university of new south wales shout out um, have been working on an extinct Australian frog species, the gastric brooding frog. Um, and basically what they've done is they've had uh, tissue from a frozen egg from the 70s and they implanted it successfully in an egg from a closely related frog species. 
Um, so none of the embryos actually survived beyond a few days, but genetic tests confirmed that the cells do contain the genetic material from the extinct frog and a brief existence was there. So they got excited by that. But it's not with us anymore. No. It so it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. But they, but they have so the they technology. So they are bringing it back from the fucking dead. They're, so they're, they resurrected it for like a fleeting moment. But not even because it was still an embryo. And it never, yeah, it was never born. It never yeah. grew. So, and now is it done? Is it they don't have the cells from the tissue anymore? No, I think, I assume they have more to keep doing it. I don't think this was just like a one shot, let's hope we get it. And then we got no more frozen tissue. I think this is, this is a step towards like they've cracked, you know, actually getting the genetic material in someone else's egg. And now they just need to like work on taking it to like completion of whatever pregnancy is. It's still not going to be a fucking, it's still going to be crossed with another animal though, right? With another species. So it's never going to be. Well, I think what, from what it sounds like they've done is they've basically made the egg just a carrier and all the genetic material that goes into the embryo has come from that one frog. Right. But how are they going to inseminate it? I don't know. Little droppers and with, syringes. Yeah, but, with, but with whom's who, whose jizz we use it? No, but they so they use the frozen tissue from the extinct frog and get like the DNA and stuff from there. So right, this is so like, I was looking up like Dolly the sheep as well, right? Yeah, shout out and to Dolly. Yeah. May she rest in peace. Mm. So Dolly was born. Dolly was also cloned, but Dolly had a natural birth. They just put the genetic material in a live sheep. But this okay. is like one of the first times they've done it all in a lab, I think, for an okay. extinct animal. And then you said that this, you know, I'm a little disappointed by that story, even though I guess it's cutting edge science. You thought that that had some implications for our dear friend, friend of the show, the official thylacine of the podcast, the Tasmanian tiger. Yeah, so it says in this article even, um, we're increasingly confident that the hurdles ahead are technological and not biological. And the professor told The Guardian that they've also already begun work on cloning a Tasmanian tiger. Is the Tasmanian tiger a dingo with stripes? <laughs> Essentially, yeah. That's what it's it feels a, like, No, right? it's... We wait, paint a dingo. It might be... A, is a dingo a marsupial? Dingo's a dog, baby. Mm. Dingo ain't a marsupial, bruh. They don't have pouches. A dingo is a dog. But it's not exactly a dog. Well, it's. Pr I'm pretty sure it um, is. Do dingoes have pouches? No, they don't have fucking pouches. I'm, I'm still looking that up. All right. Basically, Tasmanian tigers did have pouches. Tasmanian tigers were marsupials. Wow. Yeah. So Tasmanian tigers marsupials. What about dingoes? Dingoes are dogs, you fucking idiots. Um, no, I don't think dingoes have pouches, but they're not dogs. No, it's, like not, a, it's dogs. not a So thing. hang on, so I'm hang on. I'm telling you they don't. So hang on, they don't. what I, is the Tasmanian right. tiger the descendant of? What's, its what's it closely related to? Um, well, it's closely related to other marsupials. Um, Kangaroos. Yeah, I'm trying to find How this big are they? Because that's interesting as well. Like, are they big motherfuckers, the Tasmanian? Big word, well, Check the video yeah. I sent because well, it gives you a pretty Well, I don't know, Eddie. A lot of grainy footage out there. There is grainy Tasmania footage. Tasmania is a densely populated... It is, like, there is grainy footage. Land. There is grainy footage. I'll give you that. Feels like a real loss. It does. But, I mean, imagine the ones that we've lost that probably just didn't have the coverage, you know? Tassie Tiger was just the one that they had footage of. Yeah, but a marsupial dog that lived on an island off the coast of Australia is pretty cool. It's very cool. Mm. But imagine if the Tasmanian devil died. It'd be the same sort of thing, probably. But, but it's still with us. 
No, I know. What I'm saying is there's probably things... And the devil's we... not as cool as the tiger. We all know that. We do know that. What did you just send us Yeah, I just there? sent a photo with some, like, specs about the Tasmanian tiger. It's terrible quality photo, and I couldn't find a better one. But you can see there, you can see oh, the pouch. full-blown pouch And you can the see the way it kind of stands up and looks like a kangaroo. That's a horrible photo. I can't even read the writing. Yeah, though. me neither. I saw good quality photo like this last night, but I can can't find it Can you not Google the dimensions of an average Tassie tiger? Yeah, I can do that. Dude, that footage is pretty sick. Yeah. Oh, did he send footage? Oh, wow. Dude, that's gnarly. They look like a fucking hyena almost. Yeah, and the way they open their mouth. Like, they can open their mouth almost 180 degrees. Um, it says here, uh, Tasmanian tigers were 100 to 130 centimeters long, um, including, like, a 50-centimeter tail. Um, and they weighed from 15 to 30 kilograms. So not huge. Yeah. Like a big dog, I'd say. What size, size dog? 30 kilos is pretty heavy, bro. Is that what Tonka weighs? No, nah, Tonka 50. 50. Yeah, but I'm saying, that's what I mean, it's, but it's not huge. I mean, like you're thinking about it, they're not, it's not a huge fucking... But it's crazy they're marsupials. That's what I find fucking... <laughs> um, and... It is a shame looking at that thing that we fucking... So did they just kill them? Like, were they were they aggressive? Could they be domesticated? What's the... I don't think they could be domesticated. They were basically hunted to extinction. And the la that one, the last one, like, died of being left out in the cold, which is fucking devastating. Are you serious? Yeah. Get your shit together. Dude, that... Conservation back in the day was mediocre. <laughs> best dude best. that thing being left out in the cold okay while we're on fucking conservation and things going extinct can you tell me where we're at with like gorillas and white rhinos and shit aren't there like two of these fucking rhinos left there's like one where like well, the white rhino there's like two left and we're nah, like we're it's fucked. like the southern white rhino or the northern white rhino well that's i mean um, forgive me for not picking the fucking geography but that's what i'm saying i'm not saying all rhinos it's like the sub there's, there's it's not the, it's the subspecies that are becoming extinct i believe with the rhino right but a subspecies a species right or you're not you're not as fucking so, concerned so there's the northern white rhinoceros which is a species oh sorry a subspecies and it said there it says since March 2018, there are only two known rhinos of that subspecies left. That's pretty fucking scary. What about the southern white rhino? Where's it at? Because I would imagine the white rhino... Coveted by poachers? Well, a species. No, southern white rhinos are doing better. They're near threatened, but it says the population is increasing. Mm. Good, love that. Mm. All right, what about the, the mountain gorilla? Like silverback or mountain gorilla? Well, silverback is just the dominant gorilla within a group of gorillas. So you just give me gorillas, like the mountain gorilla. What's the Well, place? the mountain gorilla is a subspecies of gorilla, I believe. Yes. And they were the ones that I think were under attack or under threat. Well, the habitat is. The habitat, which in so doing... It says there's around 880 mountain gorillas left in the wild. Where are they from, Uganda? Bornea? Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure it's Uganda and Kenya and around there. Killing it today. Borneo. I'm going Borneo. I just said Uganda. He, he was just agreeing oh, he, oh, with right. you. Okay. I thought he was reading. No. Um, mountain gorillas. Uh, yeah. Congo, Rwanda, Uganda. Congo. Democratic Republic. Republic. Yes. Of Congo. If you ever Look see a country go. that has the name Democratic you know, Republic, you know, King of the Dribblers has fucking like 
gone to Rwanda or Uganda or something and, and climbed up to see them. Really? Yeah, up through the mountains. I would love to do that. He was like, it was the most crazy fucking experience of my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. I've been obsessed with fucking like monkeys and gorillas. That was like, you know, kids grow up like, oh, my favourite animal is a fucking penguin or a dolphin or some shit. Mine was fucking monkeys, gorillas. You're still obsessed with them? Obsessed. Dude, when I was in Bali, first time I'd ever sort of held one and it just jumped on my shoulder. It was like one that was a fucking pet which yeah. was scat. But the guy was walking around, this monkey was dressed up and I was like, holy shit, there's a monkey. And he jumped on my shoulder and said, I literally almost started crying. Steph was like, dude, are you crying? I'm like, almost, <laughs> be honest with you, almost now. This fucking monkey in, in pajamas sitting on my shoulder. Um, Do you know about Coco the gorilla? Oh yeah, with Robin yeah. Williams, dude. Yeah, you want to yeah. fucking cry. I know, that's what I was thinking. You've literally. seen that, right? That's where like the gorilla's like, it's like, it was... What, like, it basically was, like, non-verbal, obviously, but, like, understood. <laughs> yeah, it could, could speak, communicate through, like, fucking signs and shit. Yeah, and Like, like hand signs, yeah. and then through, like, on, on a screen. And this video of it, and him and Robin Williams, or her and Robin Williams, like, I don't, I mean, I assume it identified as a female. They got very fucking, like, they, were, they had this great connection, and they were really friendly, and, like, they're laughing and playing, and yeah, the video's yeah. fucked. I wish we had... Well, we get in the Maddie got the Chromecast, so we can watch shit like this soon. But it's actually like moving seeing fucking the connection they had, and that's why I'm a gorilla fan. I'm a fan of the gorilla. If you and like, I mean, going to see them in the wild would be fucking wouldn't that be fucking crazy? Mental, love mental, that. very jealous. Anyway. Weird stories with Dior. Weird stories, weird podcast. Um, but I think we'll fucking draw the curtain there um, on whatever the fuck this week it's been. Did you want uh, to mention the shirts? Yes. So the Bounce Out Tracky, uh, sorry, uh, the, what are they called? The Hello Sport Bloke Collab shirts. Last day of sale beer tomorrow. Soon. What did I say? The Beer Soon shirts. Yeah, right. Sorry. Again, Thursday, forgive me. Beer Soon shirts. Last day is tomorrow, Friday, the whatever of September. Yep. Um, thank you to everyone who's gotten so far. But if you do want to get one, bloke.shop is where you go and it'll be the last opportunity you'll have to get them. Uh, so please do that. We're also doing the live stream tomorrow night on the Hello Sport YouTube. Make sure you subscribed and we will uh, be there to watch Manly dominate. Dominate we will. Kempi will be joining us as well from the Love Sack and D or Dave will be getting pelted with rotten fruit. <laughs> um, but have you decided what I'm going to have to sit on yet? Um, maybe the floor, <laughs> the top of the ladder. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually, that's funny. not bad, is yeah, it? That's pretty good. That'd be tough though. If he fell, I wouldn't yeah. mind that though. I'd well, like being taller than everyone. Solid. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's not necessarily uh, H-O-H-N-S safe but anyway we'll think about it we'll think about it until then bye 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 fuck I should have said that <laughs> <laughs> Matt just goes oh Storm fans are used to being on top of the ladder <laughs> <laughs> that's actually very funny could you two just not talk anymore <laughs> <laughs>